grab a hold of something, find yourself a bitch, buddy, because that is what is happening this week. Just, it's, let's just open the floodgates. It is full-on, stupid, crazy, corrupt, horrible. It's, it's, it's coming, you guys. But you found yourself a place where you can you can you can join in on the bitching. We can all bitch together. Like an informed bitch session is what we want to do. There's so much going I've on. I've got a list. Right? I've got a list <laughs> too. We're like we're like we're like a we're like pissed off Santa Clauses over here, just going into our big grab bag of bitchery. This Afghanistan, let's just start there. Let's just start there. We wherever I'm gonna I'm gonna I, I we could go with the Biden press conference. We could go with oh my God. just where where we are now. We could go with uh the money, we could go with the world standing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I want to say this right out of the gate. This is not about I cannot stand it. Okay, here's where we'll start. When people try to pivot to well, why were we there in the first place? Afghanistan has, they beat the Russians. They beat the blah, blah. Listen, I don't care. I'm not going to look back. I'm not going to look back. I'm talking about the mission in Afghanistan, getting people out, sticking the dismount. We're talking about that. We're talking about woke generals. We're talking about Sleepy Joe. We're talking about Americans on the ground, all of it. We're talking about the money that we spent, the people who were hurt. Okay, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a step back. What what is the bee in your bonnet? Oh my gosh, there's so many. Everybody's getting coal. If we're like angry Santas, everyone is getting coal. Yeah. Um, here's my wrapped up assessment of the whole thing, though. Like, okay. How long till the 25th Amendment or a resignation or something? Something is going on. He has well, been so, Biden has been so like shut. Like it took 36 hours for the prime minister of the United Kingdom, who also has troops in Afghanistan, to get the president of the United States on our phone on the phone. They are ostensibly our closest ally, right? Yeah. 36 hours. It, the people who are giving Joe Biden advice, the people who are really monitoring the situation, the people who are telling Joe Biden what to do, the people who are advising him are the worst people of, of all the worst. I, here's how I see it. There's only two reasons for this to go so badly. The, your, your first choice is they're all idiots. They're just idiots. They're just high-functioning morons. That's choice A. Choice B is they're smart and they know exactly what they're doing. Both of those are terrifying. Both of those are terrifying. I kind of think they're all idiots with no real world experience and they just want to keep the the money going the gravy train going the tax the tax dollars that are getting put put in contractors pockets and everybody's making money 
Everybody made money off uh, off Afghanistan. If they're smart, if you go with the other way, they're smart and they know exactly what they're doing. Then we're looking at then we're looking at a, a straight up like James Bond villain world domination. If you do, if if you were looking to make things actively worse, you couldn't do a better job than what they did in Afghanistan. Just leaving, just leaving all the stuff behind. If you just go there, just leaving. How in the F does that happen? You mean to tell me that in that entire chain of command with all the military bigwigs, nobody, nobody from a from a four star general down to a, a staff sergeant or whoever's in charge of the of the the vehicle depot nobody was like hey you guys you realize that's a bunch of uh vehicles that's a bunch of drones that's a bunch of humvees that's a bunch of weaponry shouldn't we kind of hey why'd we close the uh the bagram air base none of it makes sense unless they're idiots or unless they're smart those are the only two options i kind of think there might be a third one Ooh, bring it. This is the foreign policy consequences of moral relativism. Meaning, this is the foreign policy consequences of not being able to look at a country or a group like the Taliban and say, we're better than you are. We have the moral high ground and we can condemn you loudly and strongly. Like, it was the same mistake that Barack Obama made in, in Libya and, well, listen, and in Iraq. So you're you're going with he, my first choice. You're going with my first choice. They're idiots. Okay, yeah, it's kind of that you're idiots. It's just like a really, it's like, it's like, because we had slavery 400 years ago, we're no better than ISIS. Like, no, that doesn't eat, no, 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 no. Because the Crusades happen, Christians are just as bad as jihadi. No, 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 no. Like, the moral relativism present on that side and how they try to equate things and think, and think like, Joe Biden's comments, well, if they want legitimacy, our State Department keeps talking about, like, what the Taliban needs to do if they want legitimacy. Like, all they need to do if they want legitimacy is kill people inside of Afghanistan and nobody's going to stop them. <laughs> that was they were saying that before Kabul fell. There uh, I know. I forget uh who the uh spokesman uh was <laughs> uh but uh that uh mm, uh I the stammering was killing me. I was listening to it live in the car on XM. And uh, several uh, nations, uh, the majority uh, of new N, new UN, uh, and uh, my dude, you you are so stammering, you are so searching, you are so lost, you are so grasping at straws. And if the uh, Taliban wants to uh, be recognized, uh, oh, what do you think they're going to open up a girls' school? You think they're going to do that all of a sudden? You think they're going to go, oh, you know what we need? We need we need an all-girl college. You know what we need? We need Megan uh, Rapino over here. Taliban ain't going to do that. It's really. Now, here's a, here is a, let me run this one by you. Because as a, as a, uh, the, the writer part of my little tiny 
dinosaur brain kicked in. If if you get to the lithium of it all, and a lot of people are talking about this, like Afghanistan, mineral rich, yada, yada, yada. They The Taliban's been talking with China. We're getting out of Afghanistan. China's going to come in. China's going to get all the lithium. Uh, and, and we've said that we want to have all electric vehicles by 2050 or some craziness by, by that. Is there any chance you leave you leave the weapons behind so that maybe the Taliban could fight the Chinese? It's a, it's a crazy idea. It's a crazy idea. But well, what? I mean, we do proxy wars everywhere, right? Yeah. But no, I I don't think that because the the other thing that we just gave up, right? Remember when President Trump used to say, "If we're gonna go in there, take the oil," right? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, we have taken the posture that we are the world's liberators, not the world's con- con- conquerors. Excuse me. But do you have any idea? There's like a trillion dollars in rare earth metals in Afghanistan. That's why the Chinese are going there and they're going to make whatever overtures they have to to get that stuff out of the ground. Right. That's what I was that's what I was literally just saying about the lithium. Oh, lithium. That's right. That's a rare earth metal. Yeah. Sorry, my chemistry was off. <laughs> but they're not gonna like. I. I yeah, they're 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 loaded up. They're loaded up, and it's just. Uh it's incredibly it's short-sighted. Like, Go ahead. It's like we want China to keep holding us hostage by building all the chips and building all the iPhones and like, why didn't we make a chip factory there? I, I I don't know. It's it's the military, the the general. It's the leadership, man. And I, I said this when I was on Gutfeld, and I'll I'll say it again now. Like the the people, the men and women who served, who were over there, the boots on the ground. You did your job. You did your job. You served with honor. You're fantastic. But when your leaders are this just horrible and inept and they're either stupid or they did it on purpose i really hope they're just stupid if they're just stupid we can fix it but if they did it on purpose we got a real big problem it's just very strange like the timing of it all is just very because oh we got this new (laughs) we got this new uh you know infrastructure bill coming through and we're going to have this in there and that in there, and we're going to have all green energy. It's just going to be green, green, green. Electric vehicles, oh, electric vehicles. It's almost like saying, boy, if you if you had to, you're going to need a lot of lithium. You are going to need a lot of lithium if you want to do uh-huh. these electric vehicles. You know what? I think we should leave Afghanistan now. And it's too funny. When Biden says that crap, there's, there's one. He's like, well, uh, well, Donald Trump said we were going to leave, so we had to leave. It's like, oh, so is that how it works? Donald Trump said something, so you have to do it because he said it? Because I kind of remember you signing a boatload of papers on day one, day two, day three, undoing everything. Undoing everything Trump did. The wall? Trump said we needed to build a wall. Could we start doing that? Because we really kind of need to now with all the bad guys that came out of prison in Afghanistan that used to be in Guantanamo. (laughs) Yeah. That's the other one. That is the other one. I'm so glad you brought that up. The dude, like the lead dude, 
in the Taliban used to be in Guantanamo. And Obama, oh, Obama, 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 oh, <laughs> oh my God, that wasn't even intentional. That was great. <laughs> That's a perfect one. Obama. Yeah. And Obama. <laughs> Barack, Barack Obama. <laughs> let that dude out. That was the guy we we let that dude out with a bunch of other morons uh, for the Bo Bergdahl thing. Oh, we can't leave one man behind. We can't leave. He ran away. Right. But they're like, oh, we can't leave one man behind. So in order to get this one guy who deserted, we're going to let loose some Taliban dudes. Oh, the Taliban. We can't. I can't even get into that. So, of course, that one bites us in the ass. Who have, no one saw that coming. No one saw that one. Oh, that guy who was the big uh, head honcho who you had in prison and you let him go. Oh, look, now he's big head honcho again. It's like it's like a, it's like a Marvel movie. It really is. It's like a and it's like a bad Marvel movie. But and I mean, I literally what day was it? Like the days all run together now because the news has just been so bad. Right. Yeah. I woke up one morning and the UK Parliament had condemned President Biden on the floor. Yes. Yes. The UK. Listen, I, I, I think we we were talking about this. We were talking about this either last week or the week before. The way our government runs, there's always been corruption. It's just a matter of how much. Everybody thinks right. that the government is just this endless supply of money. There's greed, there's graft, and that you spend way more than you need to spend, but it's the government. We'll, we'll fudge the numbers. There comes a point where you can't do that anymore because reality steps up, reality sets in, and it's happening left and right. And I think Afghanistan is another, that's part of the factor in it. It's like, the Afghan army, they were using our vehicles and we like, no, 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 listen, you guys, I, I know you can't fix these. Don't worry. We're going to pay our guys to come in and fix them. I don't even know if we were teaching them how to fix the vehicles that we're going to leave behind for their army, their fuel. We bought the fuel and we're, who knows what we were charging, but the Afghan, the dudes in the Afghan army are like, well, aren't we, we're going to need our own. Oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We'll get it. We'll get it. We'll get it. So who knows what we were paying for fuel? Who knows what we were paying for these vehicles? Who knows what we were paying for the people to run? Oh, hey, Afghan army. Okay. We're going to get you. We're going to, we're going to let you rent this vehicle, but you're renting to own. It's just, and they had to have been making money hand over fist. Hand over fist. What is it? Two trillion dollars we spent over there over 20 years. Oh, God. It, it, at at least that's what we know. Yeah. <laughs> like, so God only so knows the the big military brass and their contractor buddies. And uh, we're just making money hand over fist. It was never I don't think it was ever about truly training an Afghan army that could that could function and fight and defend themselves. It was just about hitting that Afghan ATM. It's about hitting that Afghanistan ATM. And then all of a sudden, push comes to shove and skadoosh. Here you are. Here you are, left holding the bag.
and China benefits. Uh, it's just, well, oh my gosh. I'm just, I'm just I waiting heard, for you. Go ahead. I, I heard Mike Pompeo in an interview. Yeah. And he's like, the whole plan was for a conditioned withdrawal and you stop when the conditions aren't being met. He's like, we started this and we pulled back and went forward and pulled back and went forward. He said, but you can't have an Afghan military and take all the military contractors out. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that fixed the planes. The Afghans were supposed to have air, the ability to do airstrikes, which the Taliban don't don't have. But they can't do them if the planes can't fly. Right. (laughs) Like Joe Biden did this whole thing backwards. If they can't fly them, if they can't fix them, and if they can't fuel them, you've got pretty little decorations that sit on the ground. That's not, it's not, they never really wanted to build an effective fighting force. And that was, uh, there's so much, there's so much uh, wrong here. There's so, and we can't continue on like this. We can't continue on like this. And it just, it's just striking about how much better things were when Trump was president. I can't I can't think of one thing that is going right. I thought about opening up this Pandora's box like on Facebook or at the loftusparty.com. Like like so what what can you hang your hat on? If you're a Biden supporter, if you're a big time liberal and i guess it's coming down the pike with this infrastructure with this now they're talking like 3.5 but like what's gone swimmingly well what is the what is the upside to any part of this administration and and i'm going to take one big bullet out of your out of your gun right now cuz if you if you go to oh well the covid relief the covid relief yeah that was trump's idea that was trump's idea Nancy Pelosi wanted to give you 600 bucks. That was her thing. Oh, we have to do a we have to do a big package. It has to be a big package. We're going to spend this on this on this, but every American will get $600. And Trump was still in office and he's like, "Make it 2,000." That's crazy. It's got to be 2,000. So, I can't think of like legitimately. I can't think of if I was a Democrat, what I would point to as a Joe Biden success. There's not can you think of something? He like in his polling among Democrats, he was getting high marks for his handling of COVID, which I really don't understand. Um, but whatever, uh, like nothing. I mean, even the whole lie that we would have a normal president who behaved normally. I mean, have you seen him start to lose his temper this week? Anytime he's challenged, that it just screams dementia to me. I have I have not seen him get mad. When did he get mad? Oh, he's getting like with George Stephanopoulos in the interview. That was four or five days ago. That was four. Come on, man. But it was two days ago. And what kind of response is that? I mean, if you stop and think that ABC cut a thousand words out of that interview and left that in, how bad is the other thousands? Right? I heard one. I heard one that he couldn't, uh, he didn't know which son it was that served in Iraq. 
and then he said the Navy. So I think he was getting Hunter and Bo confused because Hunter did, did that 30-day stay in the Navy Reserve the Navy. Before, they, yeah. before they booted him for cocaine. That's enough. <laughs> okay. But I mean, oh. here's the other thing. Like, do you remember during the DNC how, like, incensed I was that they did the whole, like, Biden's living daughter and living son were speaking, and instead of them actually speaking, they just did this videotape thing of Bo speaking before he died. Yes. Like, just, can we stop, can we stop holding up your dead son to make you look empathetic? Because if you were empathetic, you would have gotten every single American out of there before you snuck out of Bagram Air, Air, Air Base. Joe Biden's entire political career is built upon the backs of dead people. That's how, when he was first doing the Senate, when his wife and, and, the, and the kids got hit by the car, he turned that into, my wife was killed by a drunk driver, which is completely false. He's actually, they've lost, he, he lost this, uh, the, the lawsuit on that. The driver of the car, the person who, who was in the wrong was like, you, you can't call me a drunk driver. I was not drunk. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was an accident. Yes, it was my fault. I was not drunk. Stop saying that. But Joe no, Biden. His wife, it, his wife actually ran the stop sign. So, yeah. It wasn't even the other driver's fault. But Joe Biden made sure, oh, I'm going to be sworn in in my, I went home every night to like, listen, he did, I, I don't, I don't begrudge him going back to be with his family recuperating every night. That's a that part I respect where it gets sick, where he's like, I need to be sworn in here by the bedside. This is where it has to happen and roll cameras and make sure we have this on tape. Oh, and that's all it is. His wife got into an accident. He just started making huge deposits in the sympathy bank. He's a moron. He's an idiot. He's always been a moron. He's always been an idiot, but he knows how to spin a situation to get the most sympathy. Instead of letting Hunter and his other kid talk, oh, let's just show the the Bo montage. Oh, Bo, my yeah, it's it's gross. It's truly disgusting. That's a that's a that's a particularly horrible kind of sickness. Okay. We're going to talk uh, a little bit. We got some more COVID stuff. Of course, there's always going to be COVID. But, oh, my gosh, we got more pop culture stuff coming up. We got to talk about General Milley. We're going to talk more about Biden uh, and all that good stuff. Nancy Pelosi and the infrastructure bill is right around the corner. There's Suicide Squad. There's me in Vegas next week. And there's incredibly cool stuff going on at the America First warehouse i love that joint i love those people the america first warehouse the loud majority lots to discuss so stick around taking a break be right back If you prefer real mornings, shouldn't you have a real breakfast? At McDonald's, we get real about breakfast. 
That's why you can have a savory sausage biscuit with delicious hash browns for only $1.50. It's time to wake up breakfast. Single item at regular price. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. This is Derek's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. After the third time jump-starting my car, I finally realized my battery was dying. So I stopped by O'Reilly to have it checked. They tested it right there in the parking lot. It was bad, real bad. But they helped me find the right battery for my car and even installed it for free. Now my car starts like new. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. back we never leave we never leave we're not gonna do you like that we're cool okay so i'm saying i I gotta say this because i always forget and i don't want to forget this time you guys have to come out and see a show you don't have to come out and see a show it would you do yourself a favor and come out and see a show but i should promote this stuff all next week i'm at the mgm at brad garrett's comedy club i had somebody bitching about me uh on, on my comments (laughs) <laughs> at the loftestparty.com. They went to the MGM and they were looking for tickets and blah, 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 blah. It's Brad Garrett's Comedy Club. It's in the MGM. So yay, hooray. And yeah, get your tickets fast because the way they run that club is very, very smart. They don't do two shows a night. They, they We do one show a night. And when I say it always sells out, I'm not trying to hype anything. I'm not trying to oversell. It always sells out. It always sells out. So come out, see a show. We're going to have some fun. I'm not going to be doing politics. So don't come up to me like, oh, I thought you were going to talk about. Nope. It's Vegas, baby. It's gambling. It's partying. It's having a good time. It's it's banging. It's sexy, fun. It's just going to be an absolute blast. Now, if you want to see politics, if you want to see me uh, let loose, if you want to see Kong Unchained, <laughs> Come on out September 12th, the Brea Irvine uh, Improv. That's Southern California down Orange County Way. September 12th at the Improv there. Then the 14th, I'm at the Addison Improv in Dallas. And then it goes uh, Houston and then San Antonio and the nights after that. So please tell your friends, bring a big group. We're going to have fun. Those shows, I think, I think they're back to full capacity. So we we're gonna we're gonna have an absolute blast. Okay, so I want to say that I got to give another huge uh, shout out to the America First Warehouse, and they have, I believe, the I think it's the twenty fourth. They're working with the Loud Majority. Uh, I could be wrong, but check out the Loud Majority. They're gonna be doing a big protest march. Uh, about the lockdowns and vaccine passports and masks, the whole nine. You look at what's going on in Australia, and that, if you haven't been following the news in Australia, they are they are legit locking down. They're like, you're not allowed out of your house for so many meters. They come and get you. They're, I'm, I'm shocked at the way Australia is handling this whole thing. I thought they'd have more sense than this, I thought they'd be a lot more pushback. 
I thought they'd be a lot angrier. That when when you got when you, when that dingo's got your baby, don't let the COVID get your freedoms. So when you're looking, if there's a protest in your neck of the woods, join it, America. And if there isn't one, get one started. Get one started. Get out there, march, be loud, push back. Because and this is gonna this is a it's almost like I planned it, but I didn't. We have to. We have to, we have to, we have to. I'm gonna uh this might be a bit controversial. I don't think so. But you and I in you have a medical history. You you were a flipping nurse and you, you mm-hmm. love the data and all that great stuff. Sweden took a very different path than America did. Sweden has been having a lot more success than America has, Uh than most of Europe has. That they continually, it pissed me off when they ignored hydroxychloroquine and then they demonized hydroxychloroquine. It also pissed me off when they ignored the way Sweden was going at it and and you, you don't hear anything. You have to go out of your way to find out information on sweden i found a i found a graph the other day where their deaths from this while everyone else is running around screaming oh the delta variation get the jab get the shot get the duck get the booster get the bing bang 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 sweden has quietly they're almost they're at like zero and they've been at zero for a while most of the summer i mean somewhere between zero and three I, I, i mean it's just but I remember because I we were back at the beginning of this thing saying, let's just have COVID parties. Like we used to have box parties. Let's everybody who's young and healthy just get this thing and get it over with. Yeah. Right? Yes. And then we can be Sweden. And we should have been Sweden. And that's what the great Barrington, you know, uh, thing was all about. Yeah. We need to do focus. And if you listen to the the really smart, world-renowned doctors who developed the Great Barrington Declaration, they will tell you we did a bad job protecting the elderly by trying to protect everyone. We completely used our resources wrong. And what I'm going to tell you right now is we're about to see something really interesting because I don't know how they get out of this one. I don't. However... They're now talking about booster shots, and Biden has said they're going to happen, which means the CDC is going to have to recommend them, and then it'll be up to the FDA to say no if they see something in the data that says probably not a good idea. Doesn't seem to be helping Israel much, just saying. Um, Are they going to reserve those for the elderly and at risk? Because you've created this thing where everybody thinks they need to get the vax because we're all going to die. And if you start tranching that to people 65 and older and the morbidly obese, you're going to have you're going to have a revolt on your hands. Because you have created this panic. And and it's like they're keeping it going, not only the panic to what you're saying, but they're also keep I'm hearing this and maybe you can back me up on this. I'm hearing uh, and reading reports where People have gone out. They're like, okay, the government wants me to get the vaccine. I'm getting this vaccine. I'm going to do the right thing. Okay, that's wonderful. I that's that's your choice. So uh, they get double vaxxed, and and they're running around though with these huge 
viral loads and they are the ones who they're going okay i'm 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 vaccinated i'm a i'm a safe person they're going back to work they're running around they're taking you know their trips and their holidays but they're spreading covid like like no one else's business so it's like to me then that makes the vaccine ineffective do you know what i'm saying well, supposedly, at least for a period of time, <laughs> um, the vaccine protects you from severe illness and death. Now, I've seen some people trying to say that the vaccine elicits T-cell immunity. I don't even know how that would happen because people are only exposed to a spike protein through the vaccines. Whereas if you get COVID, you're exposed to the whole virus, right? So yeah. you develop immunity to multiple components of it, not just the spike. So they're now trying to say there's this T-cell immunity to the spike, to the virus. What bullshit? Not unless somebody's had it. Like if, well, you vaccinated some, if you vaccinated somebody that was exposed and had an appropriate immune response, yeah, you'd see that. But the vaccine's not going to do that. Is like this, the data here is just insane. Hold on. Is this a good analogy? or not, or metaphor, or whatever. But like in the plague, the rats, mm -hmm. the rats didn't have the plague. The rats had the fleas that had the plague. So right. the problem was the rats are running around, the fleas are jumping on everything near the rats, and whoever the flea jumps on gets the plague. Correct. That is the way I'm thinking about vaccinated people now, is that they, they don't have in their mind, they're like, I'm not a problem. I'm I'm double vaxxed. I'm good to go. And they don't know this because they don't have any symptoms, but they're running around. And every time they're the they're the ones keeping it going. They're the ones spreading it. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Is that yes, it does. Just look. Just look what happened in Martha's Vineyard. They have more cases now than they've had since the beginning of the pandemic because all of those sophisticated people went to Obama's birthday party and were supposedly double vaxxed. So it was all going to be okay. Now yeah. Martha's Vineyard's hospital is overwhelmed and they had a huge back, a very high vaccination rate in that area to begin with. So all of the people showing up in the hospital are more than likely vaccinated. I, I, I like leaky vaccines being deployed into a pandemic if you talk to a virologist that is not beholden to the NIH for funding, okay, or an immunologist or an epidemiologist that still has a ball sack, okay, they're going to uh, tell you, they're going to tell you doing this is contraindicated. We have data and science to prove it in animals. You don't vaccinate into the teeth of a pandemic. You vaccinate the very old. You might vaccinate the morbidly obese. Everybody else can get a cold. That is, well, we've always been like, I've always thought we were trying to be, and it seems like we are. It's like, like common sense and common sense, in my opinion, right now says this won't work. We can't no. like, listen, it, it, when, 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 when Trump was like, hey, let's get a vaccine against this thing. And, and people are like, OK, that's going to be hard to do. I don't care if it's hard to do. We need to be make. And then they tried to do it. OK, they tried to do it. 
this isn't working the way it's supposed to work. It's not, we're not getting the outcome that we want. And so we need to stop. And here's the other thing that I keep thinking about. Like we were talking a lot about Afghanistan. And I want everyone to think back to back in July, General Milli Vanilli, and he said this with certainty. He said this with certainty. The Afghan army is ready. They are good to go. I'm paraphrasing here. But he's like, they're ready. They're good to go. Yep, they are. They are well equipped to defend themselves. We're good. He said it with certainty. So did Joe Biden. Yeah. And all of these people, they say these things with such certainty. And when they're wrong, they are wrong in a spectacular fashion. I don't want COVID to be our Afghanistan where we just keep saying, oh, follow the science, but only the science we like, uh, you know, uh, do what we say, even though it's we're not getting the results. It's like, uh, it's it's very disheartening and it really, 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 and I don't want to overreact, but I don't want to underreact, but we got, it's not working. If it was working and there was like light at the end of the tunnel or I thought we were on the right path, I'd be the first one to admit it. I'd be the first one to admit it, but I, it, this, everything in me is like, nope, do it. Let's just go like Sweden, go the route of Sweden and give people treatments like people like, you know, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, uh, the, the antibodies, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Say what? Palmacort, it's an inhaled corticosteroid that helps decrease inflammation in the lungs. Yeah, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Why are we, why? None of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. I read the most interesting study last week, and it's not medical at all. Ooh, okay. It was about why we are where we are. And then I read another paper from a uh, think tank that started going around the globe and asking non-governmental organizations, like, what do we need to do different or better? Everybody is acknowledging that the global and national governments were caught flat-footed. They tried to, to take too much power in trying to manage these things, and it made it worse. Not only did it make it worse, but because we're all digitally connected, it created mass hysteria on a global scale. So like we've seen moral panics and mass hysteria localized, like on a university campus or in a community or something like that. Yeah. We've never seen it global. And if you take a look, what is what is terrifying me, you talked about Australia a little bit. They've got their military out. They have yeah. checkpoints. They were rubber bulleting people and gassing people yesterday during the protests. This morning, I wake up, Australian officials shot a bunch of rescue dogs to prevent people from coming and picking them up. Wow. That is deranged. They have lost their effing minds. Okay. And you have China who wants everybody to lock down. So they are on the zero COVID strategy and they're using their lower case rates to say, we're so much better at the West. Our model is better because we can defeat this virus. 
when they have an epidemiologist come out and say, you know, we haven't been through the worst yet. The worst is really developing the wisdom to, you know, coexist with this. You actually had a former minister of health saying, if we don't defeat, we don't coexist with viruses. We've defeated every virus that has ever come along. I mean, they're just lying to people. Yeah. You have Australia, you have Melbourne, Australia going into the sixth lockdown. Okay. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. We know this. Why do you keep doing it? It's not it, working. It's, it's, you nailed it. You absolutely nailed it. Doing the same thing over and over again, ex expecting different results. That is the definition or one of the definitions of insanity. And like New, what New Zealand had like what, one case and they're. And they shut down. It's just, I, I, I'm laughing because it's just so absurd. It's just so completely. And I, here's the other thing that's like a, a terrifying notion. People are going along with it. Like, I, you'd think there would be uh, more riots in the streets. You'd think there'd be more things set on fire. But you know what it is? The people on the right, the people on the right, just they, we respect, we respect owners of property. We respect owners of business. Like, if you were going to do a riot and you were a conservative, like, what are you going to burn down? What Seriously. Like, you can't, there's nothing. You'd be like, oh, no, 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 don't burn that down. That's that guy's shop. He's a good dude. He's, you know, he's he's hurting. And, oh, maybe we should go to this park. No, no, we can't burn down the park, even though the city runs it. You know, my kids love that park. Like, there's nothing. You can't. You can't destroy a dollar store. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm so glad they're rioting. There's protests in France. I'm so glad there's protests in Australia. And we got to get, we got to get them going here. We got to get them going here. We got to change the path. These it's just that they're wrong and they're and they're so hugely wrong. And they never admit it. And and the 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 media backs them up. Oh, Trump, Russia collusion, Trump, Russia collusion. Oh, we got to get uh, looking into that. Let's get a special prosecutor in there. Womp, womp, nothing's going on. They never say they're sorry. They never they never course correct. It's like, yep, mission accomplished. We got rid of Trump. And they do they the freaking food pyramid, the food pyramid. They were wrong about that. They were wrong about that. They've never apologized. We're now we're a nation of of uh, chubby chubs, pre-diabetics. And that's you'll have a hard time convincing me that that wasn't the food pyramid that kicked that whole thing off. Eat this, not that. Eat this, not that. They're wrong, wrong in a spectacular fashion. And that is what uh, maybe let's get an update from you, because I'm sure, you know, or, or have an idea. How is Florida doing? How's how's DeSantis doing? Well, Florida has an increase in cases. Um, we've talked before about how this virus transmits indoors. So I don't know if people know this, but in the South, we spend more time indoors in the summer because it's freaking hot out, especially yeah. in Florida. So um, we'll see another uptick in the Northeast when they go indoors when it's cold, right? Mm -hmm. that's, just, that's how it works. There's going to be yeah. a seasonality to this thing eventually. And because it doesn't transmit outdoors very efficiently, if at all, um, that's just going to be the way it is. So they had an uptick in cases. We have hospitals 
pretty much all over the Southeast. They're sitting at about 90, 91% capacity. Um, but they're supposed to run between 85 and 90. So, duh. And we should not stop caring for people again who have other yeah. stuff. Um, they're conflating a up an off-season uptake in a respiratory virus called RSV in children with COVID. Um, we know, I mean, there's a huge uptick in RSV positive tests, way bigger than COVID in kids. And that actually sends tens of thousands of kids to the hospital every year. Um, COVID does not. Um, so we're seeing a lot of that, and that's happening in Florida too. Um, I think Texas is probably in a little worse shape mostly because of the wide open border. Well, I just, um, yeah, Texas, they got, listen, they've got the government, literally, it's like trying to run a race. Them. It's like trying yeah. to run a race and you've got someone running right behind you, smacking you in the foot with a stick. That's, that's, yeah. that's Texas and, and the government. The, the, the border is its whole, a whole but, other thing. As far, as far as his total response, I think DeSantis is doing it right. He's starting to incorporate COVID into the rest of their health system monitoring. He moved to weekly reports. They're now putting deaths on the date they actually happen. Um, he's out there promoting monoclonal antibodies and getting hit for it. And they're trying to accuse him of dirty dealing. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous, the attacks on him. But he is the only governor out there saying, we have these things. We're going to create teams to surge them to outbreaks so everybody can get them. He's taking a process that is kind of like unlocking an achievement on a video game right now and yeah. making it happen for the people of Florida. And he's absolutely right. We have to disconnect illness from hospitalization. Yes, yes, yes. If we yes. can do that with effective treatment, then COVID just becomes like the flu. I couldn't agree more. Okay. So I love him. I love him. He's a good dude. I I'm call him for President guy. DeSantis. Uh, well, ooh, Trump had a big rally the other night, and he's he looks like he's back in a fighting mood. He's like, he's back in a fighting mood. Okay, so here's what's going to happen. We're taking a break, coming back with a uh, a very nice episode of What's on the Web with Paul. The Gimlet and I are moving over to Patreon for more infrastructure talk. Uh, oh my gosh, there's so much other great stuff uh, going on. Our, our Biden bitch fest, the... Uh, there's there's infrastructure 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 there's more covid there's more afghanistan there's more biden oh biden 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 we will see you guys oh and gutfeld oh come over for the the gutfeld talk we, oh that's where that's where we're gonna start i'm so excited we're taking a break what's the way with paul and then we'll see you over at patreon Tony Bolonovich here. People call me the king of cold cuts. As you can see, the sandwich business has been real good to me. Of course, it's not that tough. Just take some bargain bread, slap on a little not-quite-meat, get yourself a catchy jingle. I got ham, salami, pepperoni, capicola. And what do you got? Boom! Sandwich pool! Ha <laughs> ha! 
But now I got this Jimmy's John showing up on my turf, telling me that they got the sandwich of all sandwiches. <laughs> I think not. These tryhards fresh baked their bread all day. <laughs> what do you need fresh bread for, huh? You got the delicate taste palate of Her Royal Majesty the Queen? Big deal. You got all natural meat sliced by hand. I got turkey and ham made by science. I'm good. You want to come after me, Jimmy's Johns? My books are clean. But to come into my home... Gloria! ...and go after my family? Now it's personal. Oh, look. I'm Jimmy's Johns, and I have high-quality, reasonably-priced sandwiches. They're all customizable and convenient for your busy, modern life. I'm the king. You think I'm gonna let some two-first-name sandwich joint steal my throne? No way, Jose. <laughs> you may got fresh tomatoes, Jimmy's Johns, but I got loyalty, Stevie. You're dead to me! I'm coming for you, Jimmy's Johns. This is war. Sandwich war. And it's time for What's on the Web with Paul. What's going on, buddy? We're in a jazz we're in a jazz club this week. We're we're broadcasting from a jazz club mentally. How you doing, man? Excellent. I'm glad to be in a jazz club because that way I know I can just do whatever I want and people will applaud it. <laughs> there you go. Okay. We're we're doing we're doing what's on the web. More specifically, what's at the loftusparty.com? Hipping people. Oh, yes. So uh, a, a thought just popped into my tiny little noodle brain. But I'm, I want to hear what you want to talk about, my friend. Let's start off with a TLP-centric post, and that's the new merch to make your life complete. And it's about Loftus Party merchandise that people can buy from our website. And what did you want to say about that? Here's what I want to say about it. And I'm looking at it right now. Finally, finally, the vision is 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 getting there. This is this is I've always been excited about the merch, but this particular logo with the tiger head and the big wings and the it's got 13 stars on it to represent the the original 13 colonies. Dude, this is it's like it's cool like a tattoo is cool i swear i'm telling you i'm looking at it right now i dig it so hard and we're going to be putting some uh some phrases underneath there we've had a lot of people request uh a sexy heathen uh t-shirt we've had a lot of people request uh them's the apples we've had a lot of people request no pants are the best pants so this is just the base T-shirt. This is what I would call the tour T-shirt, the official tour T-shirt. And then we're going to start adding uh, some phrases on them. Dude, we we go through Teespring to do these. And, and once you have the design, you can put it on almost anything. We've got phone cases now, and they look so good. It's uh, I'm just thrilled. Uh, my buddy, Steve Kramer helped me out with it he did the heavy lifting i just kind of talked about it steve big shout out dude he's a he's a great comedian he's a great uh impressionist he's a great cartoonist and he is also a fine fine artist so people need to go start stocking up 
on the merch, the official merch of theloftestparty.com. All we need now is a Latin saying, and the Loftus Party will have its own coat of arms. <laughs> right? That's all we need. That's all we need. <laughs> I wish I knew a little bit of Latin, but I don't. I know like E Pluribus Unum uh, and Expelliarmus. That's actually Harry Potter Latin. All right. So <laughs> what's what's up next? Well, as people probably know, if they've been following the Loftus Party, Ryan Reynolds has a movie called Free Guy coming out. I think I don't know if it's actually released, but it may be. If not, it's going to be soon. So Lisa wrote a post called Free Guy and Other Characters Living in a Simulation. And what she did is she covered three other movies from the past where the characters find out that reality is not real. And, of course, everybody thinks of The Matrix, so that's one of them. And then people yep. might recall The Truman Show. That's two. But the third one that a lot of people probably would forget, and it came before The Matrix. It was The Matrix before The Matrix was The Matrix. There's a movie called Dark City. and had Kiefer Sutherland in it. He kind of had yeah. a bit part. Jennifer Connelly was in it. Uh, she was the leading lady. Uh, I think the, the lead actor was a guy named Rufus Sewell. I don't think any, you hear about it anymore. What do you think about Dark City? You know, it's weird. It's like Dark City is one of those movies that I've seen multiple times. I think I've seen that one three times. I really dug it. I think that's a, uh, I think that's a graphic. It was a graphic novel first, and then they turned it into. I want to say it's a graphic novel. The look of that one, the look of it, the story's pretty darn good. The story's pretty darn good. And I would have cast it differently. I think it's one of those things where maybe it was a a point in time where they thought that Rufus dude was going to be a star. It really, I think casting hurt him. Kiefer Sutherland was was really good in it. Uh, but it, it was the casting that didn't make that a blockbuster because that was that's a good flick. It's dark. It's very dark. <laughs> it's Dark City, but it's a good yeah. flick. But what yep. a, I mean, what a common theme, I, I guess. That's really just, you know, as as we go down the list of all the big, big movies that have that as a theme, it's like, oh, your reality isn't real. That's uh, that's a that's a good one. That's a good yep. one. I'm sure there's more. I'm sure if we sat here and, and thought about it for another 15 minutes, we could find even more. But I tell you, I'm I'm stoked for the Matrix coming back. I'm ready. I'm ready for the next Matrix movie. I'm I'm totally in. And I'll say this about the Matrix. Uh, Matrix two, Matrix three. Those are better movies than you remember. It's it's wild. There's a, there's a handful of movies where you leave the theater and you're like, well, that was crap. And then you go back and you look at them again years later and you're like, oof, boy, I, I misjudged this one. I was, this is, it's a lot better than I thought. So uh, I'm looking forward to uh, Free Guy. I think that's going to be hilarious. And I'm trying, I'm actively trying to stay away from spoilers, but it's one of those things like, uh, oh my gosh, do you remember a movie? It was a Disney movie about a video game character who gets onto the Internet and goes to all the other video games. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph. Did you ever see Wreck-It Ralph? I have not. OK, uh, he's a it's it's a fake video game. You know, Wreck-It Ralph. I'm going to wreck it. He's kind of like uh, Donkey Kong. But anyway, he goes onto the Internet and you see all the different they licensed all these different video game characters. And what I'm hearing, so you'd see 
you'd see Super Mario, you'd see Luigi, you'd see Donkey Kong, you'd see everybody. It was great. It was just like a, a cavalcade of awesome video game cameos. I think they're doing that with Free Guy, and I think they kept a lot of them under wraps. I'm hearing, I'm hearing rumors about some pretty awesome cameos in in Free Guy. It should be a lot of fun. And I think uh, if anybody could pull in those favors and make it happen, it's Ryan Reynolds. That dude, it seems like he doesn't have an enemy on the planet. It just seems like everybody would go out of their way. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll hang with Ryan Reynolds. That dude's got the world on a string right now. So that's coming out. And again, people could check out Lisa's post at the Loftus party. Gives you more information on any of those three films that you might not have heard of or might have forgotten about. Good stuff there. Yeah. So, let's head on. There's a post that I put up It's about Red Pilled America, which is a podcast, and they told the story of how two farm boys made the movie Fat Man with Mel Gibson. For those not familiar with Fat Man, that came out last year, and it was about a disgruntled Santa Claus and how a 12-year-old boy who he gave a lump of coal to puts out a hit on him, and then hijinks ensue. Kind of like a like an 80s-like movie in some ways. So a unique film. But uh, the story behind it, behind the two guys that made it, is kind of interesting as well. Did you ever see Fat Man with Mel Gibson? Well, well give me, give me, give me the 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 rundown, the little elevator. So two guys from from where? Who who wrote they it? Probably, they were some farm country. I think they said it was Utah. They were from somewhere. Their dad got into doing some wedding photography, and so they learned some stuff about that. And then as kids, they just started making their own movies. Like they started doing, re- you know shot-by-shot remakes of Indiana Jones. And then as it progressed, they started to get into their own stuff and they'd get friends to do it. And then when they got old enough, they decided to go out to Hollywood and just do cold calls. That was a disaster. So they ended up working and just going ahead and making their own films and then submitting them to festivals and people got an interest in them that way. Mel Gibson eventually found them, talked to them, and they ended up making Fat Man with him. And then that guy from Justified... Uh, I can't remember his name. Walton Goggins, I think is his name. He was in it oh. as well. And it was just an interesting story behind the story. Well, see, that's that's the kind of thing that I, I really dig. I didn't know if it was, there's a, and it's not an urban legend, it really happened. Two kids from, I want to say Montana, maybe 10 years ago, 12 years ago, longer, they wrote a Wonder Woman script. They had no idea. They were just wonderfully optimistic. And they're like, oh, Batman's a big hit. Superman's a ba- big hit. Spider-Man's a big hit. Someone should make someone should make a Wonder Woman movie. So they just wrote one. And then they sent it around Hollywood. And this never happens, but it does happen every once in a while. Some idiot actually opened it up and read it. And it started making its way around Hollywood. People liked it. They really, really liked it. And then someone at Warner Brothers is like, hey, we don't know these writers. No one asked them to write this. They don't. We own Wonder Woman. So they made it right with these kids. They I guess they they used a couple of their, uh, you know, ideas and set pieces in in the Wonder Woman movie with uh, Gal Gadot. But the and but the guys got compensated. So that's like with 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 uh, with your thing with with Fat Man. I love that story, too, because it's just dudes. We like movies. We want to make movies. Here we go. We can do this. We've got iPhones. We can make that. And then they try to go through the regular. It's 
The American dream is alive and well. And if you really want to do something like and these guys sound driven, they sound driven like Steven Spielberg. You know, you hear stories about Steven Spielberg where he he snuck on to, you know, the Universal Studio lot and got himself a job and started, you know, that's just there's people that just for whatever reason, they just know. And these guys, I, that's I love this story. I love it. And I tell you what, it's a good spin on Santa Claus. Everybody's always looking for the new spin on Santa Claus. I I remember seeing the trailers uh, for Fat Man, and I thought an angry Mel Gibson as an angry, like almost like a CIA assassin Santa Claus. I'm like, that's a good take. That's a really good take. I want to see it now. Yeah, I liked it for the reasons you said. It's about go out and make your own things, and that's what I'm focused on, too. Not really worried about the politics so much anymore. I figured might as well go out and, and write stuff. So we're obviously working on something together, but I'm working on other yeah. things, too, and I figure why not do it? That's that's just it. There is – it's really funny, man. Uh, and this is like this is like a whole nother – I know we're going to do like a, an entire show just like on comedy and entertainment and culture and all this stuff. But this is a, this is a good thing to say out loud. Never underestimate unbridled optimism. It's wild. It is a through line that I see all throughout Hollywood. So many people – you can have you can have all the talent in the world. But if you think you suck and if you second guess yourself and you're not sure, there's a very, very, very good chance nothing's going to happen to you. I have witnessed so many people with not the most talent and they'll tell you, oh, I'm not that good. But, man, they are just enthusiastic and they find a way and they're like, oh, you know what we could do? Blah, 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 blah. And that that little spark, that little, oh, and it, they're not worried about money. They're not worried about X. They're not worried about people who telling them they can't do it. They just go, just go and do it. You can talk yourself out of anything. And I, it's, it's in a, in a weird, perverse way. Now I kind of enjoy uh, watching my peers talk themselves out of stuff. You know what? Well, you know what? If we did that. They're going to do this. So before we can even get started, we need to make sure that blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, all right, cool. You're in that quagmire. You're 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 now stuck in the uh, tar pit trap of never going to do it. Never going to do it. Keep it up, loser. <laughs> it's like the people who are like, I can't start writing until I redecorate my office. I have to get a new desk. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, I'll give you a ride to Staples. You want to go pick out a new desk? Let's do it. <laughs> tip, tap, tip, tap. All right, what's next up? Well, speaking of inspirational stuff, speaking of making things, and speaking of wood, I wrote a, po a post called Folkcraft, White Pine Bookends and Black Cherry Hot Bad. This is what I've been making, or what I made during, during the lockdowns. I found some white pine, that was nobody was using. I found some black cherry, and I made exactly what the post sound like. You really have to go to the website to read it because the images are there, and you can read the process that I went through. But again, it's kind of to emphasize also that the Loftus party is not just about politics. It's about doing stuff and about uh, inspiring people as well. So that's something I people can go, go out and read. Yeah. Hey, so how long have you been doing like woodwork? 
Oh, I just started. I, I don't know anything about it at all. Um, that's why I chose rustic stuff. So the bookends, I, I split wood for firewood. So I yeah. just took a piece of fire. I split it like I would do for firewood, split it, cut it down to size because it has to be smaller for bookends. And right. then I just went to work on sanding it and I put a clear coat polyurethane on it. And to me, they came out better than I could have imagined. Obviously, there I were thought, things that I do differently, but they're great to me. I thought they looked great, man. I thought they looked great. So Thank that you. was just, yeah, yeah. So are you are you looking down the road like you want to start getting some like some tools and are you thinking about like carving stuff? Not right now. I, what I was doing was good with me right now because I'd have to really be committed to doing this. Now I'm going to be one of those guys that said, here's the reason I can't do it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well, no, that's not really my thing. I've been looking at some different things, but not that. I just like, to me, it was relaxing just to go out yeah. and do it. And the sanding part to me is fun. So I just did it for fun. It's not meant to be something really hugely serious, but who knows? Who knows where it will go? Yeah, I tell you what, I, I, I seriously, I I would highly recommend everybody has some kind of hobby where they make stuff with their hands, whether it's whether it's woodworking, whether it's painting, whether it's gardening. There is a it's a crazy it's not crazy, but I, I think it, I get a lot of satisfaction out of like puttering around in the garden trimming stuff I, lo I love all that i seriously i got i got i got big plans for later on in life with stuff that i'd i'd love to learn more uh woodworking stuff okay yep. uh what's next up well we are running out of time here so let's i'm gonna hit the star wars visions trailer this is the forthcoming series of star wars but it's all done anime style i know you're excited about this one i am i really really am this is, I guess George Lucas is really happy with this. And he is saying, like, this is what it's all about. This is what, like, he wanted. Handing off the Star Wars universe to capable hands. They just didn't hire any, you know, anime director. They got, like, seven really top-notch uh, studios and and anime directors and storytellers. They did nine episodes of this thing. And don't forget, like, I don't know how deeply Lucas is, is rooted in the anime style or, like, the whole Japanese thing, but he was the guy who was, like, just when he was inventing Darth Vader, the, the, the samurai helmet was there. The whole, it's all, I'm excited, dude. I saw the trailer. And uh, I've just, just the way it, just the look of it, the look of it. And I love, listen, anime movies, anime TV shows, they don't play around with small stakes. It's always super important. If anybody is going to get it, if anybody's going to get Star Wars and do it well, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be anime. I don't want to get my hopes up too high, but this thing looks just insane. I'm I'm so stoked. So people can check out the trailer and, of course, what you wrote about at the website. Do we have time for one more? We can do one more. We'll do one more. We'll make it fast. Foundation or Eternals? Which one do you want to go to? Uh, let's let's go Eternals. Let's go Eternals. All right. So Eternals is coming out, and they released a final trailer. And you kind of said basically what I was feeling about it was 
And it's uh okay. It looks like every other Marvel movie. So what what did what did exactly do you mean by that? Well, it's it's here's a group. It, I'm, I'm I want to think about how I want to phrase this because it is it is a catch twenty two. You're almost locked in. I'm not interested, and even as a kid, I wasn't interested in the Eternals. I don't want to meet new characters. I really don't. I I loved. I loved Batman. I love Spider-Man. I love Iron Man. And when, you know, oh, the Avengers, that guy left and now we're doing the new Avengers. And it's like you're just it gives the appearance of you're just churning out new stuff. And from the comic book point of view, it's like, okay, well, people, we got to do new. They're just you're just inventing new characters for the sake of inventing new characters and then, of course, you have to invent new villains just for the sake of inventing new villains. And it really it really makes you like doff your cap to great franchises, not to say Marvel sucks or anything. But like with with James Bond, you know, he's a secret agent. There, There's always a new villain and there, there's always a new challenge, but it's always James Bond. Like I maybe the maybe the Eternals will be great. Maybe the Eternals will be, will be great. But now we're meeting, oh, this guy, he's worse than Thanos. And these are the guys behind the guy. Oh, and here's the guy who made the Eternal. Oh, and it's just like it, you, you run the risk of nothing's going to mean anything. I don't care anymore. I don't care. I'm not I'm not emotionally invested. And uh, I don't know. I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence with the Eternals. I was hoping we were going to see Galactus, but that's not galactus in the trailer so now i'm just like okay whatevs whatevs <laughs> yep um but uh we'll see what happens like you said this is marvel's new directions it's gonna be a very diverse group of people fighting <laughs> as well and that's also like i said it's marvel's new direction so it is what it is yes it it, it is what it is and we'll just see you know how woke It'll be that. That's really just like on the woco meter. How, how, how is it going to be like a ninety or is it going to be like a ten? I don't know. Uh, well, we'll see. Uh, it, 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 yeah, they're they're kicking off a new franchise. Listen, I'll I'll eat a big plate of crow right here. I wasn't stoked about Guardians of the Galaxy when when that one came out. I'm like, oof. I don't know these characters. I don't care about these characters. But damn, that movie blew me away. So maybe I'll be completely blown away by the Eternals. I don't know. All right, that is a supersized What's on the Web with Paul. Here's what's going to go. We're going to say, uh, we're going to say that's it for this segment. But the Gimlet and I are headed over to Patreon for a whole nother, it's a whole nother thing that you got to be a part of. So... That is a wrap on this one. Thank you, Paul, for letting us know what's on the web. And we will see everybody over on the web.